0: Hi there, and thank you for listening to ASMR Bedtime Stories. All of the stories read to you on this podcast are either available in the public domain and are therefore available for free and fair use, or I have obtained express written permission from the author-publishers to audio-record these episodes. I hope that you enjoy listening and please feel free to rate the podcast, Uh, provide me any feedback, send any requests my way. You can also follow me on Twitter to get updates and interact with me that way. You can find me at ASMR Bedtime Stories, or my handle is bedtime underscore ASMR, and I'd love to hear from you. Just the place for a snark. I have said it twice. That alone should encourage the crew. Just the place for a snark. I have said it thrice. What I tell you three times is true. The crew was completely Was his name, but especially Thingamajig. While for those who preferred a more forcible word, he had different names from these. His intimate friends called him Candlelands, and his enemies Toasted Cheese. His form is ungainly, his intellect small, so the bellman would often remark. But his courage is perfect, and that, after all, is the thing that one needs with a snark. He would joke with hyenas, returning their stare with an impudent wag of his head, and he once went a walk paw-and-paw paw with a bear, just to keep up its spirits, he said. He came as a baker but owned too late, and it drove the poor bellman half mad. He could only bake bride cake for which, I may state, no materials were to be had. The last of the crew needs a special remark, though he looked an incredible dunce. He had just one idea, but that one being snark, the good bellman engaged him at one as a butcher, but gravely declared, when the ship had been sailing a week, he could only kill beavers. The bellman looked scared, and was almost too frightened to speak. But at length he explained, in a tremulous tone, there was only one beaver on board, and that was a tame one he had of his own, whose death... snark could atone for that dismal surprise. It strongly advised that the butcher should be conveyed in a separate ship, but the bellman declared that would never agree with the plans he had made for the trip. Navigation was always a difficult art, though with only one ship and one bell, and he feared he must really decline. Part, undertaking another as well. The beaver's best course was, no doubt, to procure a second hand dagger proof coat. So the baker advised it, and next, to ensure its life in some office of note. This the baker suggested and offered for. thoughtful and grave but the orders he gave were enough to bewilder a crew when he cried steer to starboard but keep her head larboard what on earth was the helmsman to do then the bowsprit got mixed with the said. Jokes he had kept for a season of woe, and the crew would do nothing but groan. He served. you may know, wheresoever you go, the warranted, genuine snarks. Let us take them in order. The first is the taste, which is meager and hollow but crisp, like a coat that is rather too tight in the waist, with a flavor of will-o'-the-wisp. It's habit of getting up late, you'll agree, that it carries too far when I say, it frequently breakfasts at five o'clock tea and dines on the following day. The third is its slowness in taking a jest, should you happen to venture on one. It will sigh like a thing that is deeply distressed honest, though poor. Skip all that, cried the bellman in haste. If it once becomes dark, there's no chance of a snark. We have hardly a minute to waste. I skipped Marked to me then, said that mildest of men, if your snark be a snark that is right, fetch it home by all means, you may serve it with greens, and it's handy for striking a light. You may seek it with thimbles, and seek it with care, you may hunt it with forks and hope, you may threaten its life with a railway share, you may charm it with smiles and soap, That's exactly the method the bellman pulled, in a hasty parenthesis cried. That's exactly the way I have always been told that the capture of snarks should be tried. But, oh, beamish nephew, beware of the day if your snark be a bojum. for then. You will softly and suddenly vanish away and never be met with again. It is this, it is this that oppresses my soul when I think of my uncle's last words, and my heart is like nothing so much as a bowl brimming over with quivering curds. It is this, it is this, we have had that before, the bellman indignantly said, and the baker replied, let me say it once more, it is this, it is this that I dread. I engage with the snark every night after dark in a dreamy, delirious fight. I serve it with greens in those shadowy scenes, and I use it for striking a light. But if ever I meet with the bojum that today, in a moment of this, I am sure, I shall softly and suddenly vanish away into the notion I cannot endure. "'and wrinkled his brow, "'if only you'd spoken before. "'It's excessively awkward to mention it now "'with the snark, so to speak, at the door. "'We should all of us grieve, "'as you may well believe, "'if you never were met with again. "'But surely, my man, when the voyage began, "'you might have suggested it then. "'It's excessively awkward to mention it now, as I think I've already mentioned. And the man they called, Hi, replied with a sigh. I said it in Hebrew, I said it in Dutch, I said it in German and Greek, but I wholly forgot, and it vexes me much, that English is what you speak. Tis a pitiful tale," said the bellman, whose face had grown longer at every word, but now that you've stated the whole of your case, more debate would be simple. Rest of my speech, he exclaimed to his men, you shall hear when I've leisure to speak it. But the snark is at hand, let me tell you again, 'tis your glorious duty to seek it, to seek it with thimbles, to seek it with care, to pursue it with forks and hope, to threaten its life with a railway share, to charm it with smiles and soap a peculiar creature that won't be caught in a commonplace way. Do all that you know, and try all that you don't. Not by a chance. Must be wasted to So. childhood left far behind that blissful and innocent state. The sound so exactly recalled to his mind a pencil that squeaks on a slate. Tis the voice of the jib-jib, he suddenly cried, this man that they used to call dunce. As the bellman would tell you, he added with pride, his genial way, he proceeded to say, forgetting all laws of propriety, and that giving instruction without introduction would have caused quite a thrill in society. As to temper the jep desperate bird, since it lives in perpetual passion, its taste in costume is entirely absurd. His age is ahead before such friends as the beaver and butcher became, have seldom, if ever, been known. In winter or summer it was always the same, you could never meet either alone, and when quarrels arose, as one frequently finds, quarrels will, spite of every endeavour, the song of the they sought it with care, they pursued it with forks and hope. They threatened its life with a railway share, they charmed it with smiles and soap. But the barrister, weary of proving in vain that the beaver's lace making was wrong, fell asleep and in dreams, saw the creature quite plain that his fancy had dwelt on so long in a shadowy court with a snark with a glass in its eye dressed in gowns assertion I will not dispute, but its guilt, as I trust, is removed, so far as relates to the cost of this suit by the alibi which has been proved. My poor client's fate now depends on your votes. Here the speaker sat down in his place, and directed the judge to refer to his notes, and briefly to sum up the case. But the judge said he To spell, but they'd ventured to hope that the snark wouldn't mind undertaking that duty as well. So the snark found the verdict, although, as it owned, it, it was spent with the toils of the day. When it so late, and the bellman exclaimed in a fright, We have lost half the day any further delay, and we shan't catch a snark